In today's episode of My Talkies with Girl Khan, we are talking to John Stoy. After years of climbing the Wall Street corporate ladder, financial advisor John Stoy became disillusioned with the market. He eventually started a sushi delivery company only to return to his first life financial planning, but this time things are different with Robertson Financials. John's gone rogue with his pricing model and is applying his decades of experience and personal touch to help clients simplify their financial lives. John believes sincerely that done well and delivered fairly, good financial advice is more valuable than it costs and it's worth buying. So we talk to John and seek how, you know, ask him what are the steps to seeking and gaining financial planning? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan here, your money mindset expert. And today I'm super excited that we are starting a new series called Money Talkies with Gul Khan. And to start it off, to kickstart it, we have the amazing, amazing, amazing John Stoy. Welcome, John. Ah, thank you so much for uh, for letting me be here. This is uh, really an honor and I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to this series. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I think so too, John. I think it, it, I think it's it's required, and I've had so many requests about okay strategies and how do we actually make money, etc. And I thought absolutely perfect. And you are you were brilliant last time. We loved having you here, and we had so much fun coming out in our conversation. Then we when we deep dive into your area of expertise, you are perfect for this conversation. So let's get straight into it. So tell us, John. You deal with financial planning. So I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs and they could be either entrepreneurs in the, you know, having businesses around property or they could be professional traders or they could have online offline businesses. But making money is one thing, but building wealth is another. So you come in when it comes to building wealth. So how does one start with financial planning? So what would you do when someone comes, someone like me comes to you and says, well, John, I make a lot of money, but how do I plan? I mean, where do I start? Well, this is going to sound a little bit like a uh, like a platitude, but uh, but I always go back to beginning with the end in mind. Okay. Uh, and so I will ask people, frankly, a lot of questions and it'll take it takes a while because people mm-hmm. have to think, you know, where do I really want to end up? Um, and it doesn't need to be where they want to end up when they're uh, retired or 80 years old or something like that. Um, it has to in my mind, it should be where they want to be when they make their next change in life. Um, Because, because that's what we have to prepare for. We have to either prepare for a change in income, a change in uh, living arrangements, things like that. Um, And it's the old story. um, You know, if you, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Um, And, uh, and we want to avoid that. That's the whole point of planning. So, so, so that's where I'll, I'll go with people. Uh, initially. And the funny thing is a lot of times they, they'll come in um, and they'll say, well, where should, what should I invest in? And, and I'll really, it'll be a lot of work to, to, to ask them to step back a second say, okay, you know, the investments, we're going to take care of that. Don't worry. But we, we need to find out why we're investing, which yeah. can help us know what we might want to invest in. Uh, it, th- there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. 
Great. I mean, I, I'm so glad you said that because we need to begin with the end in mind. And that's perfectly in line with what, you know, what we teach in, in the law of attraction in terms of my, mindset as well, that you need to know what you want before you can go after and get it. So say, for example, someone wants to come to you, and I, I talk about this quite extensively, that you can become financially free within three to five years. So say somebody comes to you and says, well, you know, John, I'm making I'm making 100 grand a year and I'm looking to make uh, probably go on to making seven figures a year in the next year or two. And I want to become financially free by the, you know, in about five years or 10 years time and financially free. The next question is, well, what does financially free for me? Well, that means that well, I want to be making, I want to have a certain amount of money coming on a monthly basis. What's the first thing I would do? So obviously I've worked out that I want to become financially free, which means I'll have money coming in through passive income, which equals my living expenses. But how do I decide where I want to go? What do I do? You know, what's the, what's the first question that I have to sit down and work out in my head and then come to you with the answers? I think, well, I think you asked the question in your question, which is what do, what do I want it to be? What does that income look like? Um, mm. And what's more valuable to me? Is it, is it time? Um, is it experiences? Is it things? Because mm. it's okay if it's things. Uh, you know, you'll find a, you can become financially free uh by living um like a like very a monk. Frequently. yeah <laughs> very yeah. frequently yeah um and that's okay uh, and if that's what you want um and 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 maybe you know if, if your mindset allows for that you can become even more happy uh by shedding um you know material things and so that's awesome mm. um but it doesn't have to be that uh, yeah. and it might be that what makes you happy is you just really want a Bentley. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And that's okay too. And so then the idea would be to, again, start with where you want to end up and then work backwards uh, and see uh, how much money you'll need to have saved, um, what in what fashion you'd like to have that saved. Um, maybe you're willing to be um, a little riskier with your savings and investments um, in order to potentially gain a, a greater you know, amount of cash flow, knowing though that the risk is there that you may have to actually go back to work if things don't work out right. exactly as as uh, as expected or as hoped. So there's a there's a lot involved there, and a lot of it is that mindset. What are you willing to do to achieve your goals? Perfect. So I mean. I'm so glad you said that because it just highlights the importance of what we've been covering so far in the other um, and the rest of the podcast and especially on the Friday feature section where we talk about the mindset. The mindset always comes first and everything else, strategies and you know planning always comes second because you need to have an idea of where you're going. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing, so if I, you know, if we have people listening and the first thing they need to decide what I'm understanding from you is, work out what does your five-year, 10-year, you know, ideal situation look like. So if you want to, for example, I'm a Bentley person, I'm not into jewelry or anything else, but I, I want a Bentley and I want a Tesla. I want both. I want a Bentley and a Tesla. And so that's, they are non-negotiable. I, if, if I don't get them, I'm going to carry on working as simple as that. It's not in mm-hmm. an, an option. It's like non-negotiable. So those are where I'm aiming for. So if I want to get in, in 10 years time, I want to have a, a Tesla and a, and a Bentley and a lifestyle to support those cars and my living expenses, then I have to have a certain amount of income on on a monthly basis. That also means that I have to work out, am I going to make more money now in the short term and then invest it? Or am I going to continue working and have received some passive income and some um, income through, uh, through work or whatever work I'm doing? 
or am I willing to compromise on the material goods? I, I think you can have both. I honestly don't think why, you know, you, you need to work 20 years to get your material goods. You can make, you know, the amount of money you want to make in 10 years, you can make in five years and be good, be good with that. Or you can continue working. You don't have to have this idea that I, I, I you know, I have to retire by because I've, I've made a couple of million. I have to retire. There's no idea. I mean, I, I never intend to retire when I'm not making working. You know, for financial reasons, I'll be working mm-hmm. pro bono. So it's it's one of those things. But so let's let's take this step by step. The first thing I need to decide would be John. I want to have a Bentley and I want to have a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds great. I love it. <laughs> so the next thing after that would be okay. So. And how much monthly income, John? So I want to be having at least uh, fifty thousand uh, pounds, or you know, or fifty thousand dollars, just for argument's sake, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars as a monthly income. It could be passive, it could be otherwise. If I want a passive, then the next question would be, what you know, what would you tell? What would you ask me next after that? What does passive mean to you? Because great of, um, question. Yeah, it's it's and it's really really important because yeah. um, passive income is fantastic, and but there are levels of passive income. So a lot of people talk about real estate as a, yeah. as a passive income. It's not uh, passive. <laughs> it, it is not passive or you can make it passive, but it's going to lower your return. Yes, of and, course. Yes, it can. It can be when you give it to agents, of course. Right. And that's okay if mm. that's what you're, if that's what you want to do. Um, so, so that's, so that's sort of what I mean. Like a lot of, I know folks that own, you know, many properties and they actually love doing the repairs on their rental properties themselves. Right. Um, and they don't consider that work. So if somebody asks them, you know, uh, how do you, how are you living? What, is, what is your quote unquote retirement like? And they're like, it's great. I have all this passive income. I don't even have to do anything. But if you dig a little further, you find out that they are going out at six in the morning to unclog uh, the pipes um, at a place that might be 20 miles from their house. Um, and they, but they don't care. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, it goes back to what you're willing to do. I think the, the important thing to me and what I try to talk to people about, and this is why planning is so important, is that if you don't think through as many of the potential outcomes as possible and the strings that come with different um, options that you may choose along the way, uh, then you could become disappointed uh, and, and, then, and, then all, and then go off track. Uh, and the, like, for instance, maybe you say, okay, I'm willing to work super hard um, for the next five years, and that will get me enough money to then ratchet back. But then what happens? Uh, two years into it, uh, you realize that your child needs a little bit more of your time. Your spouse needs more mm-hmm. of your time. And you don't know what to do. You're stuck because you've already made, you've already gone two thirds down that path. And if you stop now, it sort of all falls apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier to think of that before you start down that path and say, okay, well, maybe, maybe 10 years is a better oh. you know, view. Mm-hmm. And I can work in a fashion where I can then be present for my family, things like that. And, and a lot of times, and especially I, I alluded to this earlier when, when I said that people always come in and they want to know what investments they're going to make uh, because I'm an investment advisor. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more difficult, that's actually super easy, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the most difficult stuff is the life planning and getting, getting more in touch with, 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 your, with your goals, frankly. Um, that's the difficult stuff. And, and that's what takes time. 
I mean, I completely understand that. So it really is, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice today in order to achieve tomorrow? And I completely buy that. I mean, especially it depends on what, what stage of your life you're at. And I completely understand that too, that I'm not willing to sacrifice all my time on to making money at the moment because my time with my kids is important because they're going to go to uni and then I won't have that available with them. So it's better for me to dedicate some time to work and some time to having a balancing act between my kids and my personal time and, and work, so to speak, even though I may really, really enjoy my work, which I do, by the way. But still, in order to have a balance, in order of the amount of money I'm making, the amount of the, the, the time I'm willing to work, and also the time I'm able to spend right now with my immediate family. I think people sort of, you know, buy into the idea that let me work hard now and I'll, I'll live later. Now, what, what, what's your idea about that? And I've, had, I've come across a lot of people. There's one particular person which really comes to my mind, which is my, my ex-husband. We had this discussion constantly you need to start living now and he was like yeah i will but you know let me do this first let me do this first and whenever he did this you know something came up and the money was eaten away or investment went bad or whatever so he was always back to square one anyway so it was not that he achieved much right with the poor bloke but it was he's always put his life on hold be whatever we want to do let me achieve this first let me get this first you know back to holiday whatever in terms of the kids as well and so what would you say to people like that who put their life on hold while they go out to make a certain amount of money? Well, I think the first thing that, that I'd ask them, even if they came to me and they said, this is what I've been doing, I've been putting my life on hold. Mm. And say if they really had that uh, impression in their heads. I mean, I might ask them, what does that mean to you mm. when you say that? Because there's a darn good chance that that is actually what they want their life to be. They're just not admitting it. And if that's right. what they want their life to be, that's okay too. Um, they just need no to- No judgments. Right. They, they, ideally though, then they would find um, you know, partners in, in life that are also okay with that. And, and so it's a, that's a tough thing because I think, again, helping people plan, because I don't make the plans, helping mm. people plan for, for their futures and, 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 and short-term futures in addition to, to again, long-term. Mm. I mean, it's really just, it's an inquisitive process more than anything else, because, mm. you know, we have to figure that stuff out if we don't know. Um, and, and, and maybe sometimes it's as easy as I've, I've, I've had literally had folks that I've worked with where I've asked them that question and I, you can put things to someone in a different in a different way. Um, and, and they might say exactly that, you know, you're right. I, I, I do enjoy this. This is what I want to do. You, you know, it doesn't matter what the, uh, what the internet tells them or, 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 you know, the media that wants to tell yeah. them that they need to slow down. Well, not everybody needs to slow down. Some people yeah. thrive, um, you know, on that. And so that's okay. Again, um, everyone is different. Uh, which is which is why it's hard to it's hard to just uh, Google a financial plan um, and and then say I'm done. Mm. I mean that's why I think you can't go you can't it's very difficult to make your own uh, financial plan for that reason you're too close to the situation you're looking at you know the pieces too closely that's why we need to go to experts like yourselves who can ask you the right questions to give you the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is always, um, it's it's always a lot different compared to looking at the one piece and just really focusing on it. And it may be like, you know, someone like me thinking, okay, I'm making a certain amount of money. And I know next year I'm going to make X amount of money. So when can I stop working? <laughs> 
Um, whereas the bigger, better question is, what do you desire? Which is, until I came to this conversation, wasn't in for, forefront of my mind. What do I desire to have in five or 10 years time? And what am I willing to compromise on right now? And what makes me happy? And what would I, what I think would make me happy five or 10 years down the line? And then mm-hmm. asking those right questions first, which is difficult to ask by the, so, you know, you'd ask yourselves, I would have difficulty ask, asking and answering them. Whereas if you ask me, I'm sure I would come up with, <laughs> with an answer. It's about that deep insight into working out what you really desire. And most people, I think, are walking around without having a clue about what is the truly one. They, they, you're absolutely right. They are buying into the idea that media tells me I should get a Bentley. Media tells me I should get a, a home. Media tells me I should be retiring at the age of 30. Whereas that's not probably what they want, right? It, it, right. It, it may not be. I mean, life, life isn't super easy. Life is, life is hard. Um, there's tons of responsibilities and, and they only grow as you, as you get older. And so you need to forgive yourself for, for, you know, what you did two years ago. It doesn't matter any longer. Yeah. The other thing is, is that you also, I mean, when we, when I go through a planning process, this, there's an old saying uh, about planning, which I may have said before uh, <laughs> on the other, uh, on my other episode with you, but, but it's that, you know, it's, uh, the plan is perfect until the, until you hit print because, uh, and, and again, I'm going to say this a lot, and that's okay too. The idea is that we're going to do the best we can with the information we have now. Yeah. We're going to attempt to control the controllable and not worry about the rest. And if it turns out that two years from now, you, you know, you feel like maybe this wasn't exactly the way I, I, I wanted to go, uh, or it wasn't exactly what I expected. Um, then, you know, the idea is to try to figure out how to switch, uh, switch courses, um, you know, in a sort of like, obviously in the least quote unquote damaging way or Mm. in the, in the, in the easiest way. And sometimes, you know, you need a little bit of assistance in figuring that out as well. I mean, that completely makes sense to me. It's about working out what you want, why you want it and over what period of time. So, you know, if you were if you were sending me away and say, okay, go and think about this and then come back and let's chat. What 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 information would you want me to go and gather? What what would be the like, for example, the five questions say, okay, go and answer those in your head. What would the five what would be the top five questions you'll ask me before you sit down and plan uh, make a financial plan for me? Well, I might ask you to think about your goals without dollars or pound signs uh, attached to them. Because why is that? Well, um, we don't really know what stuff costs. Um, we can guess. Sometimes, you know, we have this crazy idea that we need, you know, 10 million to retire or stop working in the, in the, in the sense that you're working now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and that might be true if you want to continue living in city center and uh, spending all the money you're spending now. But uh, that maybe that might not be true at all if when you think about what you really want is to, you know, potentially live out in the countryside um, where things are less expensive often and things like, and, and, and so it's a matter of, you know, again, figuring out, I think what you want. And if you take away the, the, the money aspect from it um, it might free you up a little bit to get there. Um, I think, I don't know how to say faster, but maybe, maybe more easily. Okay, that's the first thing you'll say. Okay, think about things I want without putting dollar value on them. And what will be the next question then? 
Well, how do we think we're going to get there? Because of, again, you're, you, you, you mentioned all the different options, uh, mm-hmm. potentially um, working, being paid by someone else, um, potentially starting your own business, mm-hmm. uh, using your investments to attempt to create some sort of additional income. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all different options. Um, and again, it's going to be which one is right for you is going to be dependent upon a little bit on your skill set, a little bit on what you are willing to do, like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's a, it's a matter of figuring out, you know, how you intend to get there. Um, I think I want to take a step back maybe uh, a little more holistically um, when people think about um, their investments, they're all, all, they're often looking at trying to get their investments to, to make money for them. And that's yeah. awesome. If that happens, that's great. But statistically what happens is um, people who um, tinker about with their investments constantly uh, in an attempt to get them to make them money, mm-hmm. um, all they end up doing long-term is costing themselves money. Every time you tinker around, there, there are often fees involved. There are people get involved uh different products, you have transaction costs, you name it. Um, And it also often takes people's eyes off of maybe what they should be concentrating on, which is whatever they are doing primarily to make money. And so what I'll often tell people is, okay, well, let's first optimize what you're doing to make money now, because chances are, um, chances are they're not. Um, it, it doesn't matter whether you are uh, a server in a restaurant, whether you are a big wig at a bank. Um, chances are you're not giving your full attention to that, especially if you're constantly thinking about how am I going to make money from my investments? Mm. Um, you know, mo- most folks really do build wealth by, by making their money not by magically having the, the wealth grow. The wealth is going to grow. The market, if you save, the market will give you returns. It will give you yeah. market returns. The idea, and I say this a lot, the idea is to simply capture as much of the market's return as you can. And so you, don't, you just don't want to long-term underperform the market or give away money uh, in, in fees or to... Uh, people that are attempting to help you and things like that when all they're doing is, is, is taking your hard earned money. Um, and so if you, I mean, if you, cause if you think about it, I mean, you could spend umpteen hours trying to uh, get an extra one, 2% uh, off of what the market's doing, which is likely unlikely that it's ever going to happen like that in long term. but it's going to, it could take a lot of work. And there are people that obviously try, that's their whole job to try to do that. Um, when if you concentrated on your career, uh, whatever that may be, you may be able to double your income in a matter of one to two years and think about how that is going to affect your investments and savings long-term. So that's, I know it took us, took us off on a little tangent, but, but I think that's really important when, mm. when people are trying to think about investments versus income. Great. I mean, I think that's a brilliant tangent to be on because I think it's important we cover that. You need to be thinking about increasing your income anyway. But I, I do believe that you have to work on your mindset first because it doesn't matter how much income you make, it's the amount of money you keep which mm-hmm. determines your wealth. So if your expenses are going up with your income, then you've got to address why that is. And this is where you know money blocks and where everything else I teach comes into it. But coming back to this idea that 
assuming that you've worked on your money blocks and assuming you've you've dealt with all of that, then you need to systematically work on increasing your income first, especially in the early years, and then slowly, gradually, and let the compounding effect take come into mm-hmm. place. And then, then that way, your investments at one point will overtake your personal income. But having that, you know, that that almost like the, or you know, the reverse relationship. You know, at the moment you're working more, and the investments are low. But then over a period of time, the amount you work will go down, but the investments will go up because compounding will come into play. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that time is their friend, not foe, if used correctly. Would mm-hmm. you, wouldn't you agree? Oh, oh without a doubt. Um, and. And um, that is, it's so important to try to um, internalize that idea uh, because uh, it's just amazing what time can do, as you say, in terms of the compounding mm. uh, effect uh, on, on investments. A lot of people think, well, geez, I'm, I'm, this is my first job. I, I'm not making much money. Mm. Um, what, what, will, what, what difference would it make if I saved only um, 100 uh, a week or a month? A month? Yeah. Uh, but all of that makes a huge difference. And you realize if you're, say, if you, if you, and I don't have, I should, the num- I don't have numbers in front of me, but you mm-hmm. could imagine um, even uh, saving 100 a month uh, when you're in your 20s and then slowly maybe increasing it as your income you increases. Yep. By the time you're in your 40s, I mean, the 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 um, the amount that you could have saved um, snowballs, and again, Absolutely. in my opinion, um, although the math bears it out, uh, the the less you touch that, and uh, in in often misguided attempts to speed up that increase, <laughs> um, the better off you are. Yeah, I agree, and I do believe, and this is something I teach in my, you know, my three steps to cash flow master system. Whereas you need to start investing now and become an investor right now, which is the fifth bank account, because you need to, you need to start using time as a friend rather than chasing time. And I think most people, unfortunately, I mean, there's a there's a quote by Robert Babson that I quote quite frequently, which is more people should tell the dollars where to go rather than asking where they went. And this is so important because people, you know, they turn 40, 50 and think, well, I've been working for all this time and I don't know what happened to my money. I remember, I mean, I speak to quite a lot of different people in my profession. And I remember speaking to this amazing gentleman who came over from India and he was must have been in his mid 70s when he was speaking to me. Amazing, amazing, amazing guy. And he had multiple businesses throughout and God knows what he's been doing. But at the age of 70 something, working through his entire life, he was now financially dependent on his son. And that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he has money blocks and other issues coming in, but it could have taken a very simple planning or forethought, you know, in his early 20s to say, okay, I'm going to take away uh, $10 or $100 now and not touch it for the rest, you know, for, for whatever time. It doesn't matter what business I have, what ups and downs I have, I'm not going to touch this amount of money. And then when he's now 70, that would have snowballed into at least millions so that he, would, he was at least able to take care of himself and wife rather than being financially dependent on his son. No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, I mean, the, and the good thing is, is that the, uh, another saying, these, these, these sayings are sayings for a reason. They're, mm-hmm. If they're good, uh, is, is um, the best time 
you know, to, to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, the second best time is today. Is right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so without a doubt, I mean, I, I, we all have regrets and money yeah. is such a strange thing. Obviously that's what you talk about uh, yeah. in your, in your, in your, it gets in your head. Yeah. Uh, and people have this and, such funny energy around money. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But the amount of energy and good and bad, by the way, both around mm-hmm. money and the ideas and concept of money. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's really, so, so it, I, and, and, and the funny thing is, is okay. In my job, I'm quite detached from the dollars. Um, mm. and that's what it, I think that's what helps me. Um, I try to be that same, have that same detachment in my personal life. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I succeed some of the times and I fail, uh, others, uh, because even though we know, uh, about how, the how the your your money thoughts can affect you uh and and your disposition and and everything it it's really hard to 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 beat it down on a constant basis um mm. you know without a doubt uh, but but it's a you know that's that flows into just in my opinion no you know getting to know yourself a little better understanding that uh, you're not to blame for everything and things like that. Uh, same with, same with, uh, same with how money has been, has, has flowed in and out of your life. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty in, in, interesting subject, frankly. It is. I mean, this is, it, uh, I, I dedicate my whole life around to teaching people about the ideas and energy around money, but I think it's important. So I talk about these two laws of money. There are, there are two sets of laws of uh, surround money. One is spiritual laws of money. And that entails everything we talk about that I talk about in the podcast in general, and even on the mindset aspect of it. Whereas, okay, how do you feel? How do you think about money? And this is what you just covered. This is so important. This is why we covered that first. And this segment has been introduced later, literally six months later. We started this podcast back in June. We are starting this, you know, this money talky section literally six months later in January for this reason, because it's so important to get correct your energy and mind and thinking about money first. Mm -hmm. Thereafter, then, but obviously you can't, just because you have great energy around money, money's not going to fall into your lap. There are certain laws laid down by, by, by the device percentage and you have to abide by the laws. And that includes the man-made laws around money. So you have to understand how to invest, um, how to plan and talk about all the good things that you're talking about right now and both combined together. So when you have your energy and mindset fixed around money, you know, or at least better around money, or you're developing and working on it, we're all work in progress at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go and talk to some an expert like yourself. Get again, my point being talk to an expert. I always, always, always refer to people go and seek an expert, go and get a mentor, go and get something. Because otherwise, if you try and do it yourself, you probably, you know, either, either um, cut yourself short or you probably make a financial blunder and then you'll be crying. It's better to make the investment in an expert who can help you, guide you. But then you need you need to have the physical, you know, spiritual laws in place, um, man-made laws in place as well. What I find with most spiritual people who talk about money, they, I mean, most people who talk about money, not just spiritual people, most people who talk about money, they go into two realms, either completely about this is the strategy and we need to do A, B, and C, and then you can make D and E, or they go on the other way, no, it's okay, everything's all hunky-dory, just think about money and it's going to fall and chill up. There has to be, you have to marry the two together. And mm-hmm. I love what you say because you are talking about exactly the thing. Okay, have you considered this? This is, you know, how you're feeling about money, what you're thinking about money, how, what, how you're dealing and treating money, you know, how you, how you, what's your day to day like relationship like with money? Now that we figured that out, let's focus on 
how can we improve your money, the amount of money strategically and talk about strategy second. And I love that. I love that. I love that. I think more people need to have that kind of mindset where they, they've sought out one aspect and then they thought, okay, what's the strategy? What's the strategy? What do I want? And no way in our conversation, if you said, okay, this is the strategy, it's this is how you're supposed to do A, B, and C. You said, well, go hang on a minute. You want to do this? Why do you want it? Where do you want to go? And mm-hmm. it's been those questions which has led me on to, okay, hmm, this is interesting. What do I really want? <laughs> Obviously, I still want the Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. And my son would agree with you. Uh, he's, he's quite the car, the car freak. Um, which my is son great. too. <laughs> me, uh-huh. me and my son, are a bit, we're, 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 um, I'm more like my son than my daughter. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Star Wars fan and I love, I love Tesla and I love Bentleys and all that. Oh, right. So we diverge. Let's come back, <laughs> coming back to here. So what would you say to someone who says, well, John, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I, I'm now 40 uh, or I'm 45. And, you know, so, you know, do what does it mean that what does that, what you're saying? Does that mean that I have to work until I'm 60, 70 before I can retire? What do you mean by that? You know, what, is there any hope for me? <laughs> There's a well, there, I would say there's always hope, um, without a doubt. Um, there's, we're, I'm, I mean, I'm an optimist, um, and I think you know you can, people can benefit from some optimism. Though I'll we'll put the slight uh, asterisks on that, which is, um, we see in statistics, especially in United in the United States here, that mm-hmm. um, people are almost a little too optimistic. They assume, almost like you said earlier, that uh, that that the money will somehow come around the corner, mm-hmm. and they constantly keep assuming that without doing anything to make it happen. And so, yeah. so that so that is a little bit problematic. But that being said, um, if you've got some time, and like we said, time is is your friend, even at forty or fifty. I'm. 50 years old. Um, and, and I made choices in my life to curtail my income for the past 10 years, uh, basically for, for lack of all intents and purposes. And now it's, you know, it's, it's changing because of my life has changed and that's mm-hmm. okay. I said that again. Um, <clears throat> but so no, it's, the idea is to, to, is to, to, to sort of look at, okay, let's see what's gone on in your past with money. Right, uh, because you probably are bringing along some baggage, uh, but we also have to remind ourselves that okay, we're starting now though. This is mm-hmm. this is this is a good thing. Okay, and if you don't have a lot of savings by the time you're forty or fifty, I mean, would it be nicer if you already had a million in the bank? Of course it would, but that's mm-hmm. not that might not be the case. Uh, and so let's just figure out how to get you know where where we want to go, uh, and maybe we'll figure out that we can actually get there uh, a little easier than you think. Um, And, and frankly, I mean, there is a certain, I'm sure there's, there's, I'm sure there's people who, who think about this and spiritual folks that have, that, that think about it, the wheel of life and all that fun stuff. But, but I mean, the good thing about getting a little bit older is that when you're 40 or 50 and especially 60, 70, um, you often finally by then are realizing that maybe you know, it was awesome to have the Bentley in your 30s and 40s, but you don't really need that same Bentley anymore. I don't know. I know you're, you know, you're shaking your head. You want the Bentley the whole time, but the, but, but it's, I'll probably go for Formula One by I'm 17. <laughs> it's okay. And, and 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 guess what? Guess what I'm gonna say? That's okay too. Uh, <laughs> but 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 so those are those are all good things that you're gonna figure out. Um, mm, absolutely. And we're gonna help 
hell, I am going to work with people and hopefully other professionals who are working with their clients will do the same thing, help them to achieve, you know, figure out what they truly want. And then only based on that, uh, you know, make decisions as to, as to, as to what they, they, they might need to do going forward. Awesome. 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 So I'm going to ask you this particular question now. Um, So this one, which is basically, I think this is quite important, which is what are the two questions what somebody can ask a potential advisor to best ensure that they will operate in their best interest, not theirs, you know, so they operate in the individual's best interest rather than themselves. So what, what are the two questions we should ask? Um, so, so those are the two questions I, I mean, I, I, I'm always recommending that people ask, uh, which is the first is, is, is how are you paid? And, okay. and so, um, because we need to know how anybody that's working, um, for us is, is being paid of course. Uh, and, and that's going to unlock, um, and, and really, you know, it's going to allow us to find out, especially in the financial services industry, mm. um, whether those p- folks might be, um, acting more in their own best interests than yours. Uh, yes. In other words, if if they're being paid by commission, then you know that they are going to be tempted, even if they are good people and they don't think they are, they're going to be tempted somehow to sell you the thing that pays them more. Yeah, um, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's the bias. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, and then, um, and then even uh, if they're being paid um, under, say, uh, one of the ways that 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 investment managers work, they work under under a model called the assets under management um, pricing structure, where they take uh, will charge you a percentage of the of your investments with them every year. Um, and and the thing is that that percentage grows as your investments and savings grows, I'm not sure. In fact, I'm quite sure that that doesn't uh, work in your best interest (laughs) Um, because the amount of work that they're doing for you um, should probably be fairly similar year to year. Um, There's no real reason for it to grow if uh, say you had a long lost uncle that left you millions. Why should Mm -hmm. you suddenly pay more? Um, When your life plan I mean, it might change, but but the work involved in, in keeping it up to date uh, shouldn't really be that that uh, materially different. Um, so so how am I going to get paid? Um, and then, or how how are how am I paying you? Uh, and and then and then you know, a lot of times things are hidden. So I'll I'll, I'll say I'll say well okay, spell it out for me. How much in in total fees and uh, will I pay each year? Because uh, that's another goes back to, to my whole idea of capturing as much um, of the market's return as possible. Um, there, are, there, are, there are plenty of ways that we can invest um, in, in low-cost index funds. Um, and, and even if you go out into different types of real estate investments, uh, syndications and things like that, um, you're going to want to know how, how those fees are flowing through uh, because you may think, you may look at a number and it says, I make a, you know, that's, we've returned 11% a year, blah, blah, blah. Um, when it really, after fees and, and such, you know, your account only gets eight, I'm, right. you know, those numbers up, but, but those are things that, that we need to look at. So if you ask those questions of folks, you'll figure out pretty quickly whether they're going to be acting in your best interests um, or, or, or frankly, theirs. 
Okay, that's a very, very, very important mission to highlight. I'm so glad I asked you that question because we've been talking about getting expert advice on this episode and we have mentioned in other episodes as well, but it's very important that you gauge who you are getting the advice from. And this is the reason why I'm a hesitant because I don't know who I can trust in the financial markets because I don't know who's going to act in my favor. And that's one of my major concerns. So I'm glad you, you know, sort of highlighted the main questions we should go and ask these experts and make sure they are truly experts and acting in our favor rather than just in their own and uh, and we end up paying a large fees. So tell us, John, where can we get more advice from you or where can we contact you um, if we wanted to reach out to you for some advice and help? Uh, the best place to, to find me is just to go to my company's website, um, that which is uh, Verbatim Financial dot com mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I've got uh, blog posts there and uh, there's information about how I run my business um, in an, I always enjoy hearing from from folks um, they don't necessarily have to be clients uh, this is this is this is something that I really have fun doing and if I can push put put people on the, in the right direction um, even to someone that maybe they want to work with that's potentially closer um, to where they live that's fine that's fine too. So I, I, I encourage people to reach out. Brilliant. Fantastic. So for those listening, the, the, the website that John's just mentioned will be in the show notes. So you will be able to just go and click on it and uh, arrive at it. But is John, are you, ta- are you taking clients on? Are, you, are, are people able to come and work with you personally and ask you to invest on their behalf? Yeah. So um, great question. I know that um, the uh, podcasts uh, get released and then they're sort of evergreen out there. We're recording yeah. this now uh, uh, and act- in, in, in mid-November um, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Armistice Day, actually. So <laughs> so um, right now uh, I will be taking new clients uh, on again early in 2021. Um, so when so, this podcast is released, okay, so. So there you go. Yeah. So by mm-hmm. the time this podcast is released, I should be, uh, have some openings for new clients. Um, but again, always happy to, to, to speak to folks. Um, and, and if there is a waiting list, it'll, it'll be available. Um, that happens from time to time. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being so open, so candid with us, John. As, as always, it's been a pleasure having you as a guest and you've been, you've shared, you know, quite a lot of insights for me, which I wasn't familiar with. And I come from a banking finance background myself as a banking finance lawyer and now as a money mindset expert. But as I always say, making money and thinking about money is one aspect creating wealth practically in the, this 3D world is another. And that's where you need to seek expert advice. And that's what I do as well. And I recommend that for everybody. Hence my, you know, my, my question, you know, how can people reach you? Thank you so much, John, for being with us. Thank you, God. This is fantastic as, as, as it was last time. I look forward to listening more uh, uh, to what you put out there. And uh, this has been great. Thank you so much, John. For those of you listening, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy this new segment, Money Talkies with Gul Khan, where we'll be covering strategies, methodologies, ways to raise finance, all and everything that to do with strategies relating to for you to make money, for you to become wealthy, for you to grow your wealth, physically hardcore cash in this 3D world. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.
If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.